Hello and welcome. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries. If you're a return visitor, thank you for coming back. And if you're new, thank you for joining us. And please take time to look through the different videos. There's a lot of uh, wonderful uh, teaching from Jesus in this uh, series called The Promise from Jesus. And this whole series is about the very special gift that he brought to planet Earth, the Holy Spirit, the, the indwelling Holy Spirit. So the last time we were together, we finished up in chapter 17 and verse 22. And as I normally do, I'll go back a couple verses and roll us into a continuation of chapter 17 today, which we will finish. So I'm really looking forward to it because we're approaching the end of what was written in the Gospel of John. And, uh, and so uh, as we get towards the end, we're going to, uh, it's just there's so much wonderful teaching left, but we're coming to an end on it. So I just want to start in verse 21 of chapter 17, and this is what it says. For this reason, they will all be one, as you, Father, in me, and I in you, and they also will be one in us so that the earth will believe that you sent me. Verse 22. Now the glory which was bestowed to me, I entrusted to them, that they will be one as we are one. And we'll continue new today in verse 23. But before we go on, let me just say something about verse 22, where Jesus said, I entrusted to them the glory, the glory that Father sent with him to planet Earth. He says, I entrusted to them that glory, that they will be one as we are one. And that is something that is just most precious in Jesus' eyes, that we, his children, would be one. That we would be just a family you know that we would be like-minded and that we would be following the same things and you know the world tries very hard to cause division amongst itself itself being the world but amongst the children of God there is only one Jesus there is only one Messiah and we are one with him and Father, and we should be one together as well in them. Verse 23, here we go. I will be with them and love them as you are with me and love me, so that they are complete in one, and that the earth will know that you sent me. Now that verse 23, 17, 23, you can spend a tremendous amount of time dwelling on that. And just meditating on that because this is just tremendous food for your spirit, for your life in Jesus. Listen to it again. He says, I will be with them and love them as you are with me and love me. How endearing is that? Wow. So that they are complete in one. Our oneness is completed by the love of Jesus. 
that binds us together. And that the earth will know that you sent me. Do you remember that old song that uh, we sang many, many years ago? Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with cords of love. That was a tremendous song. I love that song. We used to sing it all the time. Verse 24, Father, those who are given to me want to be in the place that the I am. That they also will be with me to see my majesty, which you gave me because you love me before the foundation of the earth. Wow, is that huge? There is so much there. There is so much there. Verse 24, 1724. Just, oh, can we read it again? Listen, Father, those who you have given to me want to be in the place of the I am. They also will be with me to see my majesty, which you gave to me because you loved me before the foundation of the earth. Powerful. Verse 25. Father, the world refuses to know you and I, but you are just. And know those that know you sent me. Now that's really important. You know, the world refuses to know Jesus because they're not interested in Jesus. They're only interested in the world and what the world can do for them and what the world can give them. But the children of God, we're different. We're not interested in the world and we're not interested in what the world can do for us because it can't do anything for us. It can't do anything, anything for us, you know? A lot of people think that this world is, is uh, their possession and that this world was given to them and that they are to take it and seize it and, and, and possess everything about it for their benefits. I'm sorry, that's not the way it works. That is not the way it works. You know, this earth was given to the humans that live on the earth and many of these humans do not know Father, and neither do they want to know Father. And the results of that, the results of that is they take dominion. They subdue. They have no lordship. They have no Father. They have no Savior. So to them, what they have is dominance of this world. We don't do that. Why? Because we are sustained, we are kept, we are provided for, we have our blessings bestowed upon us. Everything that comes to us comes from above, not this world. And I don't know about you, but I can tell you for a fact that in my life, I see the hand of God and the blessings of God on a daily basis. I mean, it is amazing, just the little things, how he takes care of us, 
how he provides, how he keeps, how he nurtures, how he blesses and fills us with joy and happiness. And we know that, hey, I'd rather be with Jesus. I'd rather have him than anything in this world. And that comes as a result of being a child of God. And here, Jesus says in verse 25, he says, Father, the world refuses to know you, Father, and I, Jesus. And he says, but you are just. That's a capital J, by the way. And know those that know you sent me. See, Father knows those that know that Jesus was sent here by him. And again, you can only know that with the, unless the Holy Spirit is part of your life. It's the truth. Verse 26. And I made it known. He says, and I made known to them your name. And I will be making known to them the love that you loved in me and that I will be in them. Now, this is just in one more place where we find that the three are one. Okay, they are absolutely just one. Jesus said, I made known to them your name. Do you know our Father's name? Write me and tell me what you believe Father's name is, okay? I would love to hear from you concerning this. Jesus says, I made known to them your name. I know his name. I know his name. Do you? And listen. And he says, and I will be making known to them the love that you love in me. Wow. And that I will be in them. Think about this. He is going to make known to us the love, the love that Father has made known to him. And not only that, he says he is going to be in us. This is just Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they are one. They are, you know, they are present in us with the promise. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing to have that in your life. I truly hope that you have taken time to consider this. And I truly hope that the promise is part of your life and very active in your life. I hope that the Holy Spirit, our Father's Holy Spirit, is just residing inside of you. I, I hope that Jesus is residing in, inside of you. He loves you. He wants to be a part of your life. And if you haven't taken the time to, to really have a little talk with him about all of this, please do so. Please do so.
Okay, so that concluded uh, chapter 17, and it is very powerful. And we're going on into chapter 18 now. And chapter 18 is going to begin a, a whole part of Jesus' life on earth that most people just really don't like to talk about. And this is the beginning of his physical life ending. So in chapter 18, it says this, verse 1. Thus spoken, Jesus went away with his disciples across the Kidron winter torrent, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered into. And Judah, who would hand him over, also knew the place because many times Jesus gathered there with his disciples. Now what's interesting about this, and you don't hear much talk about this, is that is that Jesus, it said when he had finished this teachings that he had presented up to this point, it says he crossed the Kidron winter torrent. There was a garden, and he and his disciples entered into it. And it says that he had, his disciples spent much time there. And Judah knew about it. So Judah took a troop of chief priests and servants of the Pharisees and came to that place with torches, lamps, and weapons. Then knowing they were all coming to him, Jesus came out and said, Who do you seek? So do you have a mental picture of this? You know, he, it's cold, it's winter, and Judas has come now with a troop of chief priests and servants. He's got this whole troop with him. And they came with lamps and weapons after Jesus. Now this is all the result of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the religious leaders gathering together and plotting the death of our Lord and Savior, our Messiah, Jesus. This is the result of it right here. And you know how it came to be. You know how Judah, how he ended up selling out for something of the world. But you have to remember, this was part of his plan. He, had, he was fashioned to do exactly what he was doing. Because as a disciple of Jesus, as a child of God, you can no more hurt Jesus in any way unless Father makes it so and makes it a plan and a purpose that you are fulfilling and living out, which Judah was doing. Because it, as, as being chosen, he walked with Jesus for quite a while. And he knew who Jesus was, and we will later see how much it meant to him. So unless it was part of a plan that God had ordained in his life, it would, never would have happened. So he was only fulfilling what he was called to do. And Jesus says, knowing they were all coming to him, he came out and said, 
whom do you seek? And they answered him, Jesus the Nazarene. Judah stood with them, who handed him over. And Jesus said to him, I am. Those were the words that he spoke. And that's what makes those words so important throughout the entire teaching series. He says to them, I am. And if you know the power of the, those two little words, I am. Wow, watch what happens. Now, as he said, I am to them, they went backwards and fell to the ground. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Jesus coming out from his gathering? I'm sure they were huddled and they were around a fire and they were keeping warm because it was very cold. And he comes out ahead of his disciples because he doesn't want them to be a part of it. He knew they were coming. But they would eventually come out to see what is going on. We'll see that. But the bottom line is he comes out by himself and faces this troop of priests and servants. And they say, we're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene. And he simply says, I am. And they fall backwards to the ground. Just the words, I am. And they fall backwards to the ground. That is amazing. It is absolutely amazing to me. Verse 7. Then he said to him again, who do you seek? The second time he asked this question. Okay? Did you ever wonder why Jesus asked the question a second time? And they said again, Jesus the Nazarene. And Jesus responds, I, I have told you that I am. If then you seek me, let them go. All of his disciples, all that were gathered and keeping themselves warm in their gathering place. In order that the spoken word which he had said be fulfilled, for not one of them whom you have given me shall perish. I just want to say something on a rabbit trail here, okay? I just recently added a question and answer series about how secure is your salvation. It was a question that was sent in by a viewer that wanted to know exactly how secure is their salvation because where they attend fellowship, their fellowship um, teaches something other that it's other than being eternally secure. They teach that uh, you know you got to work for it, and if you're not good and you don't do things right, boom, you can be kicked out. Really? Uh, no, no, no. I don't think so. Why? Look at what Jesus says right here in verse nine. In order that the spoken word which he has said be fulfilled for not one of them that you have given me has perished. And that was eternal. That is an eternal promise to each and every one of you where, that Jesus is part of your life and you know you've been called and he knows you and you are part of the family of God. You are a child of God. 
Let me just say this. None will perish. None. Then Simon Peter seized his knife and pulled it out and struck the chief priest's slave, cutting off his right earlobe. The slave's name was Malichus. Then Jesus said to Peter, You will not put the knife into the sheath. I will receive the fate that my father has appointed. Listen to the way he responded to Peter. And by the way, can you see yourself doing something like that if Jesus, whom you were walking with, the Messiah, you know that he is God, you know that he is the eternal Savior, and people have come for him with weapons and torches of flame and they, they want to seize him and tie him up and take him away. How would you react? You know, everybody says Peter was a hot-headed person. I want to tell you something. Peter was just doing what any person that loved his Lord and his master would do. He stood up to defend him. And it was just a reaction. That's what it was. Because first of all, he was outnumbered who knows how many to one. Number two, they were after him. They, they had weapons. And Peter came out and saw this and reacted. And Jesus turns to him and says, Peter, you will not stop. You will not do this. He tells him, put your knife into its sheath. And then he tells him something that is just so hard for him to understand. He said, I will receive the fate my father appointed. Because it is very important. It had been appointed to him. Just like it was appointed to Judah, to Judas to do what he was doing. It is an appointment from father to his son, to Judas, to you, to me, to do and be the children that we are today. And to go through this life on planet Earth and receive whatever it is he has for our lives and fulfill it in his glory and honor. That's enough for today because we broke into chapter 18. You see where we're going from here. You got to come back and hear this story through because I promise you, you're going to hear things that you probably have never heard before about what's happening here. And that is the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm looking forward to continuing this study, the promise from Jesus. And I'm looking forward to you returning. Tell your friends, share it with your friends, your family, and as I always say, your foe. Let Jesus be number one in your life. Let the Holy Spirit reign in your life and know who the I am is. So until next time, God bless you. Jesus loves you. And I look forward to seeing you in the next study. Till then, bye-bye.